Welcome to the Connected Families Podcast, your listening guide to parenting with peace and connection. I'm Stacey Bellward, here with co-founder of Connected Families, Jim Jackson. Welcome everyone to the Connected Families Podcast. We're here again. I'm Stacy, and I'm here with Jim. Hi, Jim. Hi, Stacy. We're in the middle of this series. Yeah, what do we got cooking today? Today, our topic is what should I do when my kids won't do their chores without my nagging. Nag harder. Nag. <laughs> Say it again. Nag more. You got to get a. You got to become a better nagger. I think is <laughs> probably not going to help you as much as it might seem. <laughs> but a lot of parents kind of. I'm not nagging enough to get them to do what I want. I'll nag more, and the older the kids get, the more they have to nag. Because why? Because they've trained their kids to yeah. respond to their nagging. The child will just won't do it unless I nag them and yeah. get big and yeah. Yeah, this is um, a common topic. Yeah, so every topic that we cover, we'd like to invite other Connected Family staff to come in on the conversation with us. And today we have Chad Hange. Welcome, Chad. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, we're glad you're here. Um, Today's topic, what should I do when my kids won't do their chores without nagging? Yes. Do you hear this one when you're coaching, Chad? Mm, yes, I keep nagging the people I coach to stop nagging, but they keep <laughs> nagging. So I don't know. I, it starts with somehow, me. Right? Somehow I think I saw your tongue in your cheek just there. <laughs> yes, right. yes, it's really common, right? It's super frustrating. It is. It is. Yeah. Well, we like to start these episodes um, with a quick response. What's a quick response to the parent who says, I have to nag to get anything done around here? Yeah, my first thought is that um, your child has taught you well, okay, in in terms what? of in terms of when 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 I need to or I can't do things without my child nagging, uh, it should cause us all to have some red flags here, right? Like my child has mentored me, groomed me um, to to feel like they have to be nagged in order to get the job done. So mm-hmm. just a couple things. Uh, one is clear expectations are really important. Mm-hmm. What is it? What does it look like? If it's a clean room, what does a clean room look like? And uh, mm-hmm. what's the time frame that that should be done? So it's really hard to hold somebody accountable to something when there is not clarity about what is expected. And so that clarity first. Mm. Uh, and then I think um, connection still not letting this be such the, the big issue that we lose the connection, the like like a live sort of thing that I, I like you still, even in the midst of the struggle that we might be having about sure. chores. Uh, and then I think the the last piece is that uh, to f- firmly and kindly hold your kids accountable, right? It's possible to be firm and kind when when holding somebody accountable. Mm. So those three things I think would be kind of the ingredients yeah. as yeah. we uh, can unpack so, that a little bit. So I hear you saying sort of in, in, in the quick capsule, if you're struggling with your kids not doing what you ask unless you just keep nagging, then A, figure out how to be really clear about what's expected. But do it in a way that, that stays connected, that has got some joy in it. Uh, and then f- follow through. Hold your kids accountable for the, for the expectations that have been set and that you know they know because you've gone through it with them in a connected sort of a way. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. That's... So that's the quick, that's the quick solve. Somebody might want to listen to this and just go apply those ideas, but let's unpack those ideas a little bit more because that sounds um, easy, but complicated all at once. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that, I think that's right. And I, uh, you know, when we start thinking about the, the chores, I mean, name, name the chore, 
uh, or thinking about uh, cleaning up after yourself. I think the room is is something that most parents can relate yeah. to, mm-hmm. right? And uh, I remember one time I was going to my my child's room. I was gonna. The expectation was that, was that it would be clean. Uh, clean meaning clarity. Uh, I had a picture on my phone of what a clean room would look like, right? So there was an objective truth here (laughs) to what clean meant. And I put my hand on the door handle and it's like the, it's like a, a Holy Spirit prompting into my brain of what do you expect to see? And my first thought was, the picture Prob- on my phone. Probably what I've seen the last six months, oh, right? Kind of a, maybe a half cleaned room. Uh, and then the next question was, so why are you going to act so surprised? Why are you going to do that? Yeah. So, so even coming at this from a perspective of, hold on a second. I want my kids to learn some things, and I want to give them the tools and make sure that there's clarity about what's expected but then my my accountability around that or holding them accountable was loud and, and angry and upset and hmm. and I yeah so it sounds like you had this big uh, I mean you had a photograph of it there was your expectation realistically was your daughter going to get there today probably not right the acknowledgement that you know she wasn't maybe going to be there just yet but had maybe made a little bit of progress and mm-hmm. that it's that you're there to help her instead of just make her get make this leap to perfection all at once tempered you some. And what did you do when you opened the door? Uh, I saw what I saw, which was familiar, okay? <laughs> not quite up to the par of the photo on mm-hmm. the on the camera. But then with the idea, again, of uh, this is a process, um, also recognizing a little bit about how do I view chores? <laughs> oh, you got personal, <laughs> Wait a Chad. minute. Wait a yes, minute. Sorry. sorry. I love chores. Right? Exactly. <laughs> so that being me, I love chores. I went right on to the next thing, right? <laughs> yeah. No, not so much. But, you know, so so creating clarity and expectations and all those things I think are really important. But there's a backup piece here that's, uh, I think, important for us to take a look at and and just ask that question. What are my kids seeing from me in terms of how I'm modeling chores? That reminds me of when my kids were little and I heard the Holy Spirit whisper to me one day because I had shrugged my shoulders and said loud enough for everyone in the room to hear, another mess. And I just felt the Holy Spirit say, you know, what are you modeling? Yeah. yeah. What are you modeling? These are your kids. You want them in your home. Yeah. And I was modeling not being happy about having to clean up another yeah. mess. Yeah. And you think about that with uh, dirty dishes or you yep. think about that with a pile of laundry. Yeah. Uh, all of which, you know, I can easily get into the mode of, you know, but what happens when we look at that and we even reframe it? And one family that I coach with, uh, they just made a, a U-turn, right, on looking at a pile of dishes and they would say, you know what, you know what I love about clean dish or dirty dishes? And the kids would go, what? It's like, I love that we were able to eat. It means that we had food yeah. again. And isn't that amazing? And you know what I love about this pile of laundry? Right? What does it mean, kids? Yeah, it means we hug clothes and it's all clean again. Isn't that amazing? You know, and, and just the, the reframe mm-hmm. of that when the parent yeah. takes the lead on those things, mm-hmm. uh, I think is is really an important first place to start. Hmm. Yeah. So there's that example thing that we keep coming back to in a lot of the podcasts, right, yeah. Stacey? It's like, how are we really viewing this problem that we're trying to solve for our kids? Yeah. And what, are, what example are we setting f- for them? Because the example we set is their starting place for learning. 
Uh, and if the example we're setting isn't consistent with what we're trying to teach them, then we've built ourselves quite a hill to climb before we can get them to to learn that thing. Our, I don't know, he was probably in fourth or fifth grade trying to train a child to do the chore of cleaning up the dirty dishes. You're talking about dirty dishes. What does it take to help this child who is easily distracted and has a hard time following through on different tasks to stay there and load a whole family's worth of dirty dishes? And he would get started and, you know, okay, good, he started and we'd go off and do our different things, right? And then I'd come back in and invariably he'd be gone and there'd only be a third of the dishes loaded. And what would my first response be? No, I get back in here. You, you didn't finish. <sighs> you know, and then the power struggle would happen. And But dad, and it's hard and whatever. And uh, whatever, I don't care. You got to finish these dishes. And I was pouring all of this negative energy into it. And the problem wasn't going away. It was getting worse. Right. That's, I think, important for parents to recognize. If it isn't improving, if what you're doing is not helping. Yeah. It's worth taking a look at. So it was this perspective change really back then that helped me with that, which is, yes, he didn't finish, but he started. There you go. Like he got a good start. And so I wanted to pour energy into that. So I started learning to say, hey, buddy, you got a good start on the dishes in here. And then he'd say, I'm sorry, I got distracted. And he'd come into the kitchen and he'd start cleaning and I'd say, man, that was a quick catch. You want some help or do you got it on your own? I got it on my own. I'll finish. You want me to stay here or should I leave? What will I find if I leave? No, why don't you stay here this time? That'll help me. Okay, I'll just hang out. <laughs> <Little> accountability. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it was, it, but it was all trying to put the onus of responsibility into his court, but in a way that recognized the good start rather than the poor finish. Right. I think in the online course, we have the entitlement online course. It's, we name it as see the good. And we talk about seeing the good of yeah. what's happened in the chore rather than the bad. Yep. Because I know, like, I often did that, too, with my girls. Come in the kitchen, they're tweens. You'd think they'd have it cleaned just the way I would have had it cleaned. Right. And you look in and you're like, you didn't wash the counters. That's the first thing you see. Yep. You don't see that the dishes are all done and they're, you know, they're all in the dishwasher. And um, even the pots and pans were cleaned. We don't often see that, but we're... Tra- retraining ourselves to yep. see the good. Yeah, Stacey, you started talking about the entitlement online course. And yeah. I think that's a great product. Lynn and I worked hard on it. The whole team yes. worked hard on yep. it. I remember we were traveling and script writing and going back and forth. That's and, right. And it was fantastic. Say a little more about that course and how people can learn about it. Yeah, it's one of our three online courses. Um, people all over the world can take advantage of that course. We also offer it as a small group. So that can be accessed at any time. So get your friends together at church and you can do a small group. Yeah, so check it out. It's $23, right, as a suggested donation. If you can't afford that, then let us know and we'll work with you to make it affordable. Yeah, you can find out more about how to get access to that online course in our show notes. Go to our website, connectedfamilies.org, and find all the information there. So let's get back onto this train of, of, of nagging and chores. And I, I'm kind of thinking about this question and just, and just wondering, Chad, if you could unpack a little bit more for us about what you've discovered working with parents, about what is it inside of us as parents that compels us to nag? Yeah, you know, I think there might be a couple, a couple things underneath that. One, um, uh, fear is, is oftentimes a motivator for nagging for me as I start um, projecting out this idea that if they're not able to do these simple chores right now without complaining about it, how are they going to keep a job? Or what's the, what's the 
the 5, 10, 15, 20-year picture for this child. And if we don't get this thing figured out now, mm. right? So the control pieces, when I'm fearful or anxious about my kid's future, I tend to become pretty controlling, right? I, I get in there and I start getting directive and, and uh, even angry or hmm. louder. Um, so I think, you know, that I think can be part of what's going on underneath that. Um, there's some anxiety, fear. Yeah, and I definitely resonate with that. Just mm-hmm. s- scared that this child isn't going to get it together. And so I keep riding them to do the thing they're supposed to do, believing somehow that that will help them get it together. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't. Yeah, <laughs> believing somehow, right? That somehow <laughs> that's going to just yeah. do the do the trick. And then I think there's a an element of resentment that starts to build in me where I'm thinking, um, oh, fine. You know, I do everything around here. Or... Um, nobody's going to help me here. And my attitude suddenly starts to shift and I lose that, that second part that we talked about is connection, right? I start to lose connection and I, I, and I think I, I start to put this conditional love on, on my relationship rather than the, your love, no matter what kind of thing, the unconditional where I'll actually love you more if you do these things that you're supposed to be doing. Wow. Uh, that When you say it out loud like that, that sounds pretty confronting. I, I'm wondering if there are some ways that you help parents identify for themselves whether they're operating out of fear or resentment. Are there signals that they can watch for, ways they say things, things that they do repeatedly? Uh, are, there, are there evidences that fear and resentment are in, in operation here? Yeah, I think there are. And I mean, it feels really heavy and like I want yeah. to tell a joke right now because it's like, wow, this is, you yeah. know, this is, this is hard stuff yeah, right? it is hard. as we start to look at what's going on inside of ourselves. But in my experience, it's almost like the, the, the anxiety starts first uh, and then we get controlling and then there's uh, our efforts to control and nag and coax and remind and bribe and do all the things to get our kids to do the things that they're supposed to be doing don't work and then resentment kicks in. And then um, I might start giving consequences out of my anger uh, or out of my frustration rather than out of a game plan to help my kids to become more responsible and learn how to take care of the chores. And so if I'm that parent who now recognizes, my goodness, maybe there's more fear and anxiety or more anxiety and fear in that order than I was aware of, what are some things that you can tell me or offer me as as ways to start to deal with that and recognize it and name it for what it is. And it, the Bible tells us to take captive every thought to Christ's obedience. And these don't sound like thoughts obedient to Christ right yet. What are some ways that parents can start going after this? I think it, it, it comes back to looking at some foundational things about what I believe and what's going on in me and, and what's what's going on in my child. Sometimes that empathy towards my child uh, you talked about Noah kind of running off, and it wasn't even defiance for him. It was just distractedness. And yeah. so here he was off doing his thing, and you called him back in a graceful way of, hey, it looks like you got a good start here, buddy. Right? It's, it's an encouragement to keep moving forward with that. So I think uh, if we can view our kids in, in terms of a process, not the end product, this is what we have, and and is what we're trying to teach them and how we're trying to teach them effective. And I think we start moving into... Um, this idea of connection. We want to stay connected, right? I love you no matter what. I'm for you. I'm not against you. I'm on your side. And then we move into to being firm and kind and holding people accountable. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to calm myself down. I'm going to know that, like I put my, my hand on the door handle, 
I think I know what I'm going to see in here. So why am I going to have this big response to that? Okay, what's my vision for a few months down the road? And once my kids know what the expectations are, they know that I'm for them. I want them to be able to do the things that they want to be able to do as well. And I start linking a little bit uh, responsibilities and privileges together that uh, you help me say yes to this. Right? You want this privilege and and what are your responsibilities that would help me say yes to this privilege that you're really after? Mm-hmm. And when we start linking it a little bit more like that, I think yeah. it becomes an encouragement to our kids. They start to see the link between those two. Uh, and then we can just hold them accountable rather than have to be big and angry about things. So linking privileges to responsibilities. Can you give us some examples of that? So if the, you know, if the room is supposed to be cleaned by Saturday morning at 10 a.m., uh, and you want to go to the to the big birthday party on Saturday afternoon. Okay, I love to say yes to you. I love when my kids go to the big birthday party and they have so much fun and uh-huh. it's a great time. Um, but that's a privilege and it's linked to taking responsibility of the things that that you know you need to do. And mm-hmm. so linking those two things together, I think, is is really helpful. Mm-hmm. So our kids see that take care of your responsibilities first, mm-hmm. and then you get the age-appropriate privileges that you ought to have. And so that has to be talked about beforehand. It needs to be talked about beforehand. So clarity again. That's right. right? So identifying what the expectations are, clearly understanding what would happen if if it doesn't, um, you know, whenever possible, sometimes mm-hmm. you can't, you can't get every situation out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but whenever possible, especially chores are pretty easy in terms of getting clarity around what that looks like. Mm-hmm. We have a great tool in the entitlement online course, don't we, Jim, that yeah. we call the yes, no, maybe chart. Yep. The yes, no, maybe chart. That's right. Which helps parents to really walk through yeah. what are the yeses? What are the no's? What are the maybes? Yep of life and then what is the privilege that's directly connected to that responsibility yeah we, and we talk about that in a way when we introduce it we'll we'll ask parents what are the what are the yeses what are the rights in your home that you provide for your kids just cuz they're your kids and then and then what are the no's what are the limits what are the bound what's the stuff that's just not going to happen under this roof uh-huh. um, and then what are the maybes those things that are linked to to privileges if you do this then yeah. you uh, then you're able to have this privilege and we'll, we'll ask parents to think about how they fill that in and then compare it if 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 I was to go and ask their kids, how would your kids fill this list in? Mm-hmm. And that's just, you know on the way to that clarity piece, Chad, that you're talking about. Parents oftentimes just respond with like a big groan, like "Oh," it, and that question. If I was to ask your children what the expectations are, yeah. what the yeses, the nos, and the maybes around here are, yep. compared to how you think about it, how would those lists be different, and how would they be the same? Um, that's a big eye opener for parents. It is. We also talk about um, the big yes in all of this Uh, and the big yes in, you know, why to do a chore. The the reason to do a chore isn't because mom or dad said ultimately or isn't even so that the room is as clean as somebody wants it ultimately. It's so that we have a place that's presentable for guests when they come so that we can offer God's hospitality to the people who come here. Because when people come into a messy house, they feel less comfortable and less welcome than than when they come into a house that's got some order going on around here. Uh, and that, that may or may not be as true in some homes as it is in others mm-hmm. in terms of the people that you welcome in. But what's the big yes? What's the big reason for why this chore is in place? And most of us, if we were to ask our kids about that, 
like what's the big reason in God's economy through God's eyes that we would do this chore or that chore, Mm -hmm. pick up the laundry, clear the dishes, set the table, vacuum, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. What's that about? Mm -hmm. And have we done that thinking as parents or have we as parents, after they've done that thinking, invited our kids to understand and do some of that thinking with us? Yeah. And so you're referring to things like stewardship, stewardship of our home. We're yep. not going to just leave it dirty and the carpet to get ruined because yeah. we're spilling juice on it and um, and our things and our That's house it. and yeah. our car. You got it. It's the idea that mm-hmm. we are blessed to be a blessing on this earth. And so what's the bigger vision yep. around that? Yeah, I like that. And then practically, you know, getting back to the when-then statements, I just want to throw a few more out there for people because I think that it's really (laughs) practical tools, right? It's um, when your homework's done, then you can go out and play. Um, The kitchen's clean after dinner. Then you can go jump on the trampoline. And it's kind and firm. Yeah. That's what you're teaching, Chad. That's the the part that a lot of parents, um, I think, are surprised by, that we can actually be firm and kind at the same time. Yeah. Right? We, We can be firm and kind. And when when we're really clear about what the expectations are, I think that also allows us to even be kinder. It's like, oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. Oh, no, look. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, the room, not quite. And, oh, man, now what? Yeah. And, yeah. Mm, yeah. You're not going to be able to have this this screen or you're not going to be able to go to this place or do this thing. And, yeah. And, and there will oftentimes be a lament about that. Sometimes it'll come back to, you know, you're so mean. I kind of uh, I call those flares like the they they start the issue <laughs> starts to get dissolved a little bit and the flares start flying we start looking around going oh what's that what's that but coming back and going oh no but what was the expectation mm-hmm. yeah. and I know this is hard for you right if you wanted to do this differently next week how would you go about doing it differently yeah okay almost setting it up but we're turning the page here the consequence is the consequence we're not going to talk about yeah. that. But if you were to do this differently next week, and I'm, I'm sure you can, I believe in you, okay? There's a capacity or a capability that I have that you're going to grow and learn from this. Yeah. Uh, then I think that the learning really happens quickly mm. and our kids start to take more responsibility for things. Yeah, especially if we use the see the good statements that we talked about earlier in the show. So in the midst of that task, maybe not being completed in the way that they know and we know that it should have been, we still can see the good and call that out. Right. For our kids. Yeah. yeah. A wealth of stuff as always, it Chad. Is. Thanks for coming in. Uh-huh. Oh, glad to be here. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Connected Families Podcast. We hope you got tips that you can use in your parenting today. Please subscribe and leave us a positive review so other families can find us and learn how to parent with peace and connection.